Mid-South Viewpoint is taking a road trip today to Branson, Missouri in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Glad you could tag along for the ride. Branson is a great place for families and vacations, or even for an extended weekend for that matter. Today we're going to stop by three tremendous attractions. There's a whole lot more to do, but we only have 30 minutes on this show. Our first stop is aboard the Titanic, where we'll discover a fashionable story about one of its passengers. Next, we'll head over to Sight and Sound Theater for an incredible new production where the Bible comes to life with Samson on stage. Then I think we'll have just enough time to see Branson's newest attraction on the Strip, Bigfoot. Hey, but make sure your sneakers are tied tight. We may have to get out of there really fast. Now, let's get started. All aboard for an amazing time here at Titanic Branson. Byron Tyler with Jamie. First class made, Jamie. Second class made would not do for our tour here on Titanic. <laughs> Jamie, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. It's so great to see you again, Byron. Well, always when we come to Branson on Titanic, you think, well, what more can Titanic do to thrill, educate, and to entertain those who come to Branson? And there's something new, and there's something new exciting right now as you celebrate women. Yes, we pride ourselves on that. You know, we do in the museum have over 400 real Titanic artifacts that are valued at over $4 million. And every year we take things out, bring new things in. So anytime you come back, there's always something different. So every year we have a different theme, if you will. And this year is the amazing women on Titanic. Now, every person on Titanic had an amazing story, absolutely. But these particular ones, these women broke the glass ceiling. They did things that women weren't supposed to be doing, but they did it anyway, and then some. I love it when you tell me these little tidbits and little behind-the-scenes stories, a little-known information about those who were on board Titanic. And one such individual was Lucy Lady Duff Gordon, her famous dress designer. She was a famous dress designer. Yes, she was, in fact, the most famous dress designer in the world in 1912. She would have been like the Versace or the Armani of 1912. And she was so famous, in fact, she's traveling on Titanic under an alias. She couldn't even give her real name because they're really going to give her all this trouble, the paparazzi. But she survived Titanic, and we have on display right now her actual couture dress line. They are on loan to us from the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles. In fact, the curator brought them here personally, and we have them, and they are exquisite. The dresses are over 100 years old, and you get to see them here. These are incredible. I mean, I'm probably the worst person to talk about (laughs) clothing design. I have to ask my wife, do I have the right color tie on today, you know? (laughs) But we've got the Lucille salons, and there's a couple behind us right now, couple of are these wedding dresses yes these are wedding gowns you know she was a true pioneer in what she did she invented the first dresses ladies could wear without a corset she invented the first kick pleats and slits in the pencil skirt gowns so these are two wedding gowns now the one on the left was actually worn by the seventh great niece of president george washington are you serious yes. that is fascinating <laughs> okay and the dress here to our right Yes, just a beautiful wedding gown. And a lot of people, when they come to the museum, they think that we have, you know, made a mock-up of them or their copies. No, these are the original ones. So when these dresses came to us from the Fashion Institute, they came in a special crate. And the crate was wrapped and lined with a certain material so the textiles wouldn't be damaged. And on top of the crate actually was a level, and the crate itself could not be tilted so many degrees because any jostling of it 
would damage and basically the materials would just disintegrate, fall apart. Wow. So we had to be careful with even the crate that they came in. Jamie, what type of material, each one could be made out of different material, but do you know what the material is? Yes, it is silk ribbon, silk satin, silk tulle, organdy, and cotton machine lace. And then of course it's got the silk flowers and the silk brocade along with the cotton net and silk lace. So just beautiful. And you notice their ankles are showing. <laughs> well, <laughs> Lucy Lady Duff Gordon decided, why do women have to wear these dresses all the way to the ground? Why can't they be tea length? And so she was a true pioneer in fashion to begin with. The portrait in the showcase behind the wedding dresses, is that Our Lady here? Yes, those are beautiful, beautiful portraits of Lucy Lady Duff Gordon. Now, she started out making clothes for her dolls as a little girl. And then she made clothes for herself and her sister and her mother. And you've met people who just have a knack for things. She did. And word of mouth started to travel that that lady over there makes really pretty dresses. Well... By, you know, her adult life, now she has a couture dress line, and word gets around to the Queen of England about this lady. And the Queen of England wants a dress by her. (laughs) Now, when you make a dress for the Queen of England, business starts to pick up. (laughs) She was able to have couture dress line and actual couture stores in London, Paris, Chicago, and New York. So, a hundred years ago, she's a woman who started her own multi-million dollar business. Talk about break the glass ceiling. She did it. And that's what we're celebrating here. I was just thinking, in the day, I mean, (laughs) this was totally a new concept concept, clothing design, even what she's wearing now in her portrait, beautiful dress and very ornate and little pearl necklace, which it's actually more elaborate than what I'm describing here. It's an array of pearls attached to to more pearls. Yes. You know, when she was on the Titanic, people could not believe that Lucy, Lady Duff Gordon was on the same boat as them. And they all clamored about to see what she was wearing. You know, these women on Titanic in first class were expected to change their entire wardrobe at least five times every day. So it was a like a style parade. Who's going to wear what and who can one-up the next? Well, I don't you bet Lucy Lady Duff Gordon one-upped all of them, you know? <laughs> but these ladies on board in first class would have probably had, you know, at least one to three of her famous couture gowns. And they would have been, you know, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like you would today go to the award show and say, who are you wearing? Yeah. Back then, she was one of those names like you would pop out at these award shows. I'm wearing a Lucy Lady. And they would go, oh, Duff Gordon? They knew exactly who she was. You also mentioned as we walked in, came up the magnificent staircase here in Titanic, this area over here, the undergarments. There's some unique stories behind those clothing items too. Yes, you know, back in the day, hundred some odd years ago, the ladies were just wearing the old cotton gowns, you know, but she invented the first dresses ladies could wear without a corset, but she also invented the first negligees and lingerie. She said, why? Why can't we have satin and silk and lace and have beautiful colors, pinks and lavenders and things like that? So, we now have it and we have her actual ones on display they're gorgeous oh they're just divine and i was telling you earlier if you've seen the movie titanic with jack and rose jim cameron's movie there's a scene in the movie where rose is taking jack down to the dinner party and she's whispering about who's who and she leans in and she mentions to him there's the lady who makes the lingerie this is the lady she's talking about in the movie (laughs) in the same room we're in now the lucy lady duff gordon area there is this hat here. Can you talk yes. about the hat? Let's go take a look at this hat. 
you know, she was Lucy as an educator. She was interested in fashion education, and she was led to an academic position with the New York School of Fine and Applied Art, which is now known as Parsons New School of Design. And one of her first projects that Lucy sponsored at the school was a hat design competition. This particular hat we have here is a Lucille, one that she made. It is gold-glossed horsehair and lace. Now, when you think of horsehair, you don't usually think to put it with lace. But she did, and it's got the white gauze, moray taffeta, silk buds, and velvet ribbon. And when you look at that on somebody's head, you'd never dream it was horsehair on their head, would you? I tell you, I would not. <laughs> would have no idea, but it is beautiful. And even what used to be some type of floral design up here in the crown? Yes, that was her signature motif. All of her designs, she was known for putting flowers on it, silk flowers. So that was kind of her signature touch that she put. Okay, so what else do we have in this collection? Well, we've mocked up like we're going to go window shopping, which I love to do, and we've made it look like the storefront. She had couture dress stores in Chicago, New York, London, and Paris. And when you look at these gowns, they're tiny, tiny, and at first you think they're for children. They're not. They're for grown women. But people were smaller statured back then. You know, average height for a man today is considered six foot tall. But back in 1912, average height for a man even was five foot four. So they were just smaller statured than we are. So these dresses, and if you look at the style of them, I mean, some of these styles are coming back today, you know, the little peekaboo shoulders and things like that. So the idea that you could walk up to a couture line and get a gown would cost you thousands of dollars. Well, she loved design, and she wanted every lady to be able to have pretty things. She knew not every lady could afford them. So she actually went to Sears and Roebuck and asked if she could design an affordable line of clothing for women. And she was a pioneer, the first one to really do that. Like today, we see the big style shows, and we think, oh, I'd love to have one of those. And then all of a sudden, one day, you're in another department store, and you happen to see maybe a wallet or a pair of socks with that designer's name, and you go, oh, I couldn't get a design gown, but I might buy a pair of socks with the designer's name. She was the first one to kind of put the product placement, her name on things like that. She designed an affordable line of clothing that every woman could afford and still look yes. fashionable like they saw in the newspapers and the magazines. Well, it sounds like she was very practical, too. Even though she had all this uh, notoriety <laughs> and fame and, I'm sure, a fortune to go along with that, that she also looked out for all women. She did, absolutely, because she began with humble beginnings. She was a mother. She had a young daughter named Esme. She started making clothes for her, and she was at one time a single mother. But later in life, she got married to Sir Cosmo Duff Gordon. That's how she got bestowed the lady title, Lucy Lady Duff Gordon. Well, he ran in the aristocratic society, and he was able to introduce her to several people like that. Word of mouth starts to travel that, hey, Lucille over there makes really pretty gowns, and she's really good at it, and like nothing you've ever seen scene. So word of mouth starts to travel and that's how I got back to the Queen of England and then the rest was history. We know that she was a first class passenger on Titanic. What do we know about her life? Of course we're telling the stories about her clothing line and designs But what do we know about her after Titanic? Well, 1912, she survives the Titanic, and she moves her New York salon. 1913, she starts to write a fashion column for Harper's Bazaar magazine. Then, by 1914, her company has now become a multi-million dollar company. She moves to New York during World War I. And she starts to design costumes for Broadway shows, including Ziegfeld Folly. She designed Broadway clothing for over 200 Broadway 
Broadway musicals. And she dressed kings, queens, czars, presidents, presidents' wives, movie stars, and Broadway shows. I love this part. Later in life, she was asked to design interiors of limousines. Wouldn't that be fun? I never thought about who does that, but she did. My goodness. Okay, now she passes away in 1935, dies in London on April 20th, and she dies of breast cancer complications with pneumonia. Yes, she lived a long and happy, successful life. She passed away at the age of 71 from breast cancer. When you come through, you'll notice there's a pink motif, and that's in honor of her. Jamie, this is fascinating. This will be on display here at the Titanic Branson through November of this year. So all of our Bot Radio Network listeners need to make sure you make plans to come to Branson this summer for sure. By this fall or early as we get ready to break into the, the Christmas season, you can enjoy Titanic here in Branson and the Lucy Lady Duff Gordon display her life, her career. Jamie, as I was pulling up here to Titanic Branson today, I noticed there was a few yellow school buses, so big groups come and enjoy Titanic. Very much so. We do that quite a bit, and if you want to bring your group here, it's perfect. We host youth groups, youth nights, and churches. Anybody of all ages from the church is welcome, and we do have available guided tours. If you would like that, just let us know when you come. If you'd like a personal guide to take you, we absolutely can do that. Today was field trip day, (laughs) and we had lots of schools here, and we're able to. Sometimes when you come, it's easy to miss things, and there are a lot of secrets and mysteries and myths and legends that the crew can shine light on for you in the museum, yes. Jamie, thank you so much. Now, give us information about tickets and how we can learn more about Titanic. This particular exhibit will be here until November, and it's going to be at the Branson and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee location. Now, you can find us at titanicattraction.com. If you want to call us, it is 1-800-381-7670. We do have family passes available, too. It's a self-guided tour. On average, it takes about an hour and a half, but you can take as long or as little as you need. And there are artifact specialists like myself on deck to help you. Of course, our character actors and officers and maids to help you with all of your titanic questions see <laughs> but radio network listeners i told you first class made here jamie did a fantastic job in our tour thank you so much as always jamie for joining bot radio network and taking us here on the titanic it's my pleasure and hope to see you soon really really soon byron Byron Tyler with Bot Radio Network. We're here in Branson, Missouri at Sight and Sound Theater where the Bible comes to life. We've got Megan Rollison is here. Megan, I'm excited about today because in about 30 minutes from now, Samson is going to be on stage. That's right, Byron. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have you. We are excited. We've got our 3.30 show coming up of Samson just shortly. So the crowds are coming in. The lobby is buzzing with people excited to get into the theater. Truly, for Bot Radio Network listeners, This is all about the Bible. We are about getting God's Word into the people of God through our Bible teaching programs. And you here at Sight and Sound make the Bible come to life through the productions that you do. Absolutely, yes. On stage we have live productions of epic Bible stories that you probably grew up listening to and hearing and reading in the Bible. And here on stage we get to bring them to life through large sets and live animals and singing and dancing, just incredible performances. I was in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where Samson was premiered about two years ago. That's correct, yeah. That was an 
in a phenomenal time to be there. But now it's time for Branson to host Samson. Yes, we are excited to have it here for sure. To bring a production and a story like this to life is just undeniable. It's unexplainable, really, to be able to have the opportunity to just bring the gospel and the Bible to life to people every single day. Samson is an epic story of just learning where true strength comes from, and true strength comes from the Lord. It's a story of grace. It's a story of redemption, and it's just a powerful, powerful message that we are all so blessed and humbled to be able to bring to life every single day. The practical application, too, we know the Bible has for our lives each day, Megan, and just thinking about the story of Samson, really in our own life, when we allow the Spirit of God to work in our lives, when we surrender to that, you know, the Bible says to be that living sacrifice. But then there's times that we do our own way. And kind of Samson kind of reminds us of that. Absolutely. Yeah. In the story of Samson, you see this young man who he just wants to live his life the way he wants to live it. And so often we encounter that, like we want to do things our own way. And in the story of Samson, you're going to see him kind of go his own way, but you're going to see the consequences of that. But then over and over again, you see God's grace just redeem him. There's a line in the show. I won't give too much away. But there's a part in there where it's like grace is like hair and it just keeps coming back. You can cut it off, but it just keeps coming back. And that is just such a cool picture of God's grace to us. Aren't we thankful for that grace? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, now Branson will be hosting Samson here through the end of the year. Sometimes you'll have a special Christmas drama, but this time Samson will run all the way through Christmas. So there's plenty of time for our bot listeners to make sure you get tickets and come here to Branson. What should people do as they prepare to get tickets? How, what's the best way to do that? The best way to get tickets and to find out information about Samson is to go to our website at site-sound.com. That's where you're going to find reservation information. You're going to find the floor plan for the seating. You're going to get all information about the show. So that's really where you want to go is our website, site-sound.com. And what's really unique, folks, uh, when you come here, the theater where you sit, I mean, it wraps around you. This isn't just a typical stage. I mean, this stage actually wraps around you on three sides. So you're able to get an amazing effect, especially when the live animals run out upon stage too, Megan. Yes, absolutely. We do. Our stage is a 300-foot wraparound stage. And with Samson, it's a unique perspective because right from when you walk into the theater, you are immersed in the story with all three sides. And then, yes, we do have our live animals that come up and down the aisles. And so this show is really really for anybody, all ages, from 2 to 92. The kids love the animals, the adults love the animals, all the action that goes into it. It's a very immersive experience. And of course, listeners, if you know about the Samson story, you know there's a place where the walls come down. And yes, we're talking 30, 40 feet walls just come tumbling down all around the actors on the stage. Ironically, no one gets hurt, but it has a powerful, powerful message. It does. It definitely has that powerful message of just God's power and the strength that he brings that he brings to us. But yes, it's all done very safely. It's all done very choreographed, but the walls will definitely come down during the show today. As we say goodbye, remind our bot listeners how they can get tickets and about the website. You can get tickets at our website at site-sound.com. You can get information about the show, the schedule, the calendar, but then right there you can order your tickets online at site-sound.com. All right, Megan, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So excited to have you here.
Well, we made our way to Bigfoot Arcade in Branson. Excited to talk with my friend, Emma Hamilton. We've known each other for how long, Emma? Every time I come to Branson, we're talking about the exciting things happening, and it's been a while now, huh? It has. It has. I think the first time we met was in 2010 at Branson Zipline. That was our opening year there. And then we met again a few years later at Parakeet Pete's, and now welcome to Bigfoot on the Strip. <laughs> yeah, I listen, we talked in a studio about Bigfoot, but this is one of the newest family fun places here in Branson, and it's right on 76, which is the main drag here in Branson. Everybody knows 76. Tell me some of the concept here because, you know, there's a lot of activity. There's a lot of things to do when you come to Branson for families. What was the idea behind creating Bigfoot? Well, we wanted to create an attraction that had some very unique elements that complemented what was already here in Branson, but didn't duplicate anything that was already here. So we did a lot of research and a lot of planning, and we feel like we've added some elements to what the offerings are here in Branson that you can't find anywhere else in the world. Talk about things you can do here where you can't find anywhere in the world. What okay. are we talking about? Well, um, for instance, the 200-foot tower that's here behind us, this is the first location for it anywhere in the country. It combines two different rides. We have a drop ride, which people say, well, we've done drop rides. Well, this has a 200-foot drop, and there's two things that make it completely unique. One, you'll notice when you get in, you don't have a shoulder restraint that closes down over you. Wait a minute. You mean there's nothing holding you in? Only two (laughs) lap belts. (laughs) So there's times throughout the experience where you feel like maybe nothing is holding you in. (laughs) But totally safe, but it creates a very, very unique experience. The other thing that's unique about the drop is there's no cables holding you back. Once that chair is released, it is a total free fall down to the bottom. You know, I thought somebody, when I pulled up, looked like uh-huh. they were being shot like a slingshot <laughs> up in the air. That's exactly right, and that's on the other side of the tower, and it's called the Super Sling. This is the only place in the world that you can ride it. Two riders sit back to back. They get strapped across their shoulders and across their waist, and as it takes off, they are rocketed straight up in the air, and then they spin end over end <laughs> oh on the way back down. <laughs> Very exhilarating, awesome, awesome some experience. Okay, is that something you want to do blindfolded or not? Um, the first time actually blindfolded probably wouldn't be that bad because I don't know how many people's eyes are open the entire experience anyway. But you also, it's a cool experience to get some views of the Ozarks um, because both going up so high, it's the tallest structure in Branson. So you can see things from that point yeah. that otherwise you have to be maybe in a helicopter or something like that to be able to take in those views. Okay, it looks like next to this uh, big 200 foot tower we were talking about just now, mm-hmm behind us. What's the experience there? What are we, we talking about? We do have about? 18 holes of Bigfoot themed miniature golf. Okay, I should say Bigfoot everything here is Bigfoot themed, okay? <laughs> it is, it is. And so um, with our mini golf course, you actually experience multiple different environments that Bigfoot is known to live in. So we start off in the front, which is very traditional Ozark theming. That's our Bigfoot area. And then you actually transition through a cave. You go through Bigfoot's mouth and you're in an underground cave. You'll notice on the walls, there's There's 270 feet of hand-painted blacklight murals, and they help transition from the Ozarks into the frozen Tibetan, which is traditional for the Yeti. So the back nine is the Yeti frozen tundra. And then you actually make your way on top of the cave. So you're in the desert area for the Yucca Man. And then you transition back into the woodlands on the front nine. So very, very unique. This is something quite unique here. Also, Emma, the technology in the arcade, the Bigfoot arcade, Mm -hmm. some of the the latest state-of-the-art technology is available for your entertainment. Exactly. We have a full arcade, so we have over 60 games, brand new games, and they are the, the 
biggest and the best out on the market right now. So we keep everything fresh. Something that we do different in our redemption is as you're playing those games and racking up your points, which we have set up to where we want people to take home good prizes, big prizes, and feel like they had a value. But then we also have some very unique prizes. We do some special buying. So you can take home an autographed collector's football, basketball, baseball. So some things for those sports collectors. We have some great things for the ladies. We have designer handbags and some fun things. We have some high-end Yeti products, which, you know, goes right along with Bigfoot. So we're not talking about little plastic rubber bouncy balls here. I mean, we're talking about some nice prizes. We actually do have small bouncy balls, if that's what you're looking for. But we also have some really unique other things, too. Hey, now there's also something that just outside of Branson that's still part of Bigfoot. Is is it a safari, or what's it called? It's called the Bigfoot Discovery Expedition. Okay. And so this is a completely unique experience. And it is something that pairs a traditional experience. So you load up in these great big off-road trucks. So they are 4x4 custom-built F550s, and they hold 28 people at a time. But we load up here at Bigfoot on the Strip, and we take a trip about 15 minutes from here, and we go to visit Bigfoot Farms. You are going to be experiencing a working Scottish Highland cattle farm. So we have these long-haired, long-horned cows that you actually get to hand-feed from the truck. They come up and interact with you. They're licking treats off your fingers, which is really fun for all ages. And then we take you for just some really fun Ozark back roads, 4 by 4 And so we go down in the woods where you get to enjoy the untouched beauty of the Ozarks. And then we're going to actually be hunting for Bigfoot. We're going to have an encounter with Bigfoot on every trip. A real encounter. A real encounter. Okay. That sounds so, pretty scary, too. It could be. Yeah. Um, you never know. When you go off-roading in the Ozarks, you never know what you're <laughs> going to come up with. Um, but it's going to be something that pairs technology and traditional experiences. So it's almost like a theme park ride, but yet it's on a truck. Emma, this is fantastic. Again, it's the Bigfoot Arcade and mm-hmm. the official title. I don't want to leave anything out because there's so much here. <laughs> Give me the umbrella title of everything. We are called Bigfoot. Bigfoot on the Strip is a name. And then we have all different attractions because we have two that we actually haven't talked about yet. One is this whole area right behind us, which is one of our more unique features. It's called the Yeti Fun Zone, and it's great for all ages. On the main level is a maze that you make your way through. There's underground tunnels to explore. There's swirly slides, climbing nuts, tree houses. And at the end, when they make it to the final, they have the option just to walk out, which we call the chicken exit. Or they can climb the tower, go across to the bridge, and jump off into a great big airbag. Oh, my. Okay. (laughs) That sounds like fun. So what's the best way to make plans and arrangements to come here to Bigfoot and and to do all these things? What's the first step we should do? Well, you're welcome to visit our website. So it gives you pictures and videos of each of our attractions. um, And it's (laughs) BigfootFunPark.com. So you can visit the website there and get a good idea of what we have going on. And you can visit our social media, which is Bigfoot Fan Club on Facebook and Instagram to get some ideas about what we have to offer. And you can purchase tickets in advance should you want to plan your trip and know which day you're going to come and hang out at Bigfoot. We're open every day, so seven days a week. We open at 10 a.m. And then we like to say we are here till the fun is done. So we don't have a set closing time. The earliest we close is 11 p.m. But if people are here having fun, we are here having fun right along with them. Fun right here. Well, listen, Bot Radio Network listeners, you heard it from Emma telling you all the great things happening here at Bigfoot. So make plans to stop by the website, which is again, Emma, the website. So you can go and visit us at BransonFunPark.com for all kinds of fun information about Bigfoot on the Strip. We have pricing. You can purchase advanced tickets if you would like. So anything you need should be available right there on the website. 
go to the website and check out Bigfoot. Make plans when you come to Branson to stop by. You're going to have a lot of fun, but watch out. Bigfoot might get you. <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming by. All right. <laughs> Today's Mid-South Viewpoint from Branson, Missouri is made possible by the Branson Chamber of Commerce. To plan your next family trip to Branson, go to explorebranson.com. Thanks for listening. I can't wait to go back to Branson. I'm Byron Tyler. Talk with you next time. Bye-bye.